What's good, people? It's your man, CJ Fresh, battling the forces of wackness since 1982. You are now listening to the Solid Podcast, hosted by my main man, Doc Rock. Doc Rock. Doc Rock. This is the dumbest thing to take this long to put a podcast together. And here he is, my Uncle Doc. He's smart. Believe me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Solid Podcast. I am your host, Doc Rock. Yep, see, that's me right there. And today, because of the just craziness that's been going on in the world, I decided to bring my homeboy, Ryan Hugh, by. That's him. Hey, Ryan. Hey, everybody. I'm back. I brought Ryan back again because Ryan is an attorney, and he happens to do things with copyright, among other things. Trademark. Trademark. Trademark patents um getting the mail order brides a visa like what else do you do <laughs> <laughs> so uh hugh and bordenov uh, we do a lot of small and medium-sized business for contract drafting buying and selling and forming businesses and then on the fighting end my partner who's not here uh we do commercial litigation and personal injury so we do all the fun stuff <laughs> whether you're a business or if you're a business owner i always get how, how can you guys represent business owners if you do personal injury? I'm like, business owners can get hit by a bus too, man. Come on. Actually, I had a friend of mine who technically was at work, got hit by a work truck. But he was in his personal car, but he was running errands for the job. And it took a little bit longer for there to be some completion to his problem. Mm-hmm. But it worked out for him in the end. But I, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It was a headache. And you know, luckily, he had the money to afford the proper health care because it could have just gotten crazy. Anyway, first of all, let me apologize for being gone for so long. Oh, man, I've been through all kind of crazy things. But good news is I'm alive. Things are happening. I'm happy. And I got the studio remodeled. Uh, there's still some kinks to work out. Like, I want to make Ryan look a little cuter. Maybe not so small. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I I look like a gigantic bear sitting next to you. Wait, I, well, just are, so everybody knows, I'm a little recessed back, but I was like, he. he well, I is also a, shouldn't say bear because that's a term of art. For oh yeah, <laughs> we we I like know your what, bearish ways. I don't even know what that means, but I know it means something bad. It's, okay. No, there's some people who their their types are bears. Okay. Anyway, wait, I'm in the 8060s glasses so I don't get glare. And if I can't see and we press any wrong buttons, my bad. Okay, so the reason why I asked Ryan to come on is because there has been a lot or kerfuffle. If you haven't seen I love that word, by the way. If you haven't seen it, there's been a lot of kerfuffle. Hey, why does that trick didn't work? Um, let's go back here. So speaking of not knowing which buttons to press. See, now I got to put the glasses back on. Anyway, there's been a lot of kerfuffle about... Um, let's say, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of a trademark kerfuffle. That's my word. Damn it. I'm sticking to it. There's been a trademark kerfuffle from this company here. Aloha Poke. Um, (laughs) dot co. First of all, brother, let me help you before we get any further into this discussion. There is no line above the e uh what we call a kahako here it doesn't exist in the actual word poke so he already screwed up but the well that's like a lot of california companies putting an accent just so that people do you say it poke pokey pokey i guess maybe it was intended to be a a sister for the melanin challenged or the culturally challenged 
um, Yakubians is one of my favorite words. <laughs> Let's say white people. It was probably an assistance thing to make you say because I know for a fact that when I did the uh, sake podcast where I was explaining oh, yeah, sake yeah, yeah, and yeah. teaching people, I used to often put it there. And in Japan, it's either there or not. Nobody really cares. People don't get as bent over these things. And it was sort of to stop people from saying sake. Saki is not a thing. So I whenever I talk to is. Siri, I always have to say sake when I'm I'm doing the uh the uh voice to text. Ah. So I but I was like, no, I really mean sake there, Siri. You need to like pick up on Okay. Um before we get down to rabbit, I'm gonna tell you how you do it. You go, that's not how you say that, and then she goes, How do you say what? And then you go sake, and then she'll do it wrong, and then you'll explain it to her, and then she'll remember. You can actually teach her things. Yeah, like but that. but what if I do mean for the sake of so she'll get both? Never mind. <laughs> I'm out of this way. Anyway, so um, the long and short of this story is, and of course, you can go get all the details. We're not going to get deep into the basics details, but we're going to get into some of the sort of fallout. Well, right? I, I think we'll start so that because for me, as I was telling you earlier, was we were churning out this idea for this podcast is, is like happy to talk about trademark, but we got to clear out clear up what a trademark is because there's a lot of misinformation flowing i think from both sides and like i was like let's get all on the same page you don't even want to say from both sides anymore because that trademark has been squashed (laughs) (laughs) anyway so basically what happened uh this guy zach freelander um he decided that he wanted to make a poke company or let's just call it fish in a bowl. We won't even call it poke. Um, there's there's and, another issue. And there. he wanted to name it Aloha Poke Company. And that's fine and dandy. For the most part, that would have been fine and dandy. Um, but as a business owner and growing rapidly, uh, there is a gigantic poke craze throughout the U.S. mainland. Um, so, you know, wanting to take part in that, he thought the safe thing to do would be to, uh, I guess, request from the USPTO a trademark for the words Aloha Poke used together and for the stylistic way that they use the two together in their logo. Um, and again, I'm using stylistic loosely. Um, oh, yeah. The graphic designer in me is not a fan. Um, but that was, you know, that's sort of what they attempted, and that's what the R stands for. Now, the USPTO awarded dude this trademark, um, and we'll get into the particulars of that, but where the wheels fell off was he started sending out seasoned to folks who were using the words Aloha and poke in their title now there's misinformation out there about just aloha in their title that's not really true or just poke in their title again that's not really true it was the combination of the aloha poke now there's an aloha poke in hawaii uh downtown kind of you know near the courts there is an aloha poke in alaska um there's probably one in japan i'm not even going to front like they're all over the place and the the wheels fell off because some of the people that he attempted to tell that they couldn't use it just so happened to be kanakamoli, which is the proper pronunciation or the proper term of art for a native Hawaiian, right? It's like um, an Iroquois or a Sioux or uh, 
Tecumseh, you know, things like that. You want to use the proper terminology. Tecumseh was a person I know. But, you know, in saying that, you don't want to just say, oh, Hawaiians, because that's, again, being respectful uh, when discussing it writ large. You want to say either Native Hawaiian or Kanakamu. Well, I I hate it when journalists still... To this day, it was oh, like refer to us as us Hawaiian. As I'm, I, and I'm like, I'm not native I'm not. Hawaiian. I speak a lot of Hawaiian, <laughs> but I'm not Hawaiian. Yeah. And um, I've lived here for longer than I lived anywhere in the world, but I'm still not a Hawaiian. I am not born of the Aina with the native bloodline. I don't have the one drop percentage. But I'm pretty, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Pacific Islander or the Asian or one of the uh, subgroups of, you know, uh, American journalism has at least this well, is the proper way to refer to somebody from Hawaii and this is a proper way to refer to somebody of Hawaiian descent. The, well, and, the, the, I would say yeah. the, the closest outcome to Hawaiian would be the reverse of black by injection. Um, yeah, never mind. That's, uh, that's a different story. That, that will be a different podcast. <laughs> that's the After Hours podcast. Please stay tuned for that. That's a whole different podcast. Um, I'm, all of the 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 exes are trying to figure out what girl had a Hawaiian name that I might have dated before them. Anyway, uh, very the so the solid XXX coming after <laughs> the big problem here is right now there's a lot of angst when it comes to cultural appropriation. I understand this better than most. I am uh, mixed breeded, but uh, they're things that we get super, super pissed off uh, when people do and say, um, trying to either falsely identify or be cool or whatever, or even using, uh, uh, like, say, someone's using, uh, say, dreadlocks as a marketing thing. That just drives me crazy. I'm like... Yo, like, that's not part of your thing. It's okay to like a culture and adopt a culture. Anybody knows me knows I've adopted the hell out of Japanese things and I've adopted the hell out of um, Korean things. But I've also taken the time to go there and study them. I've taken the time to deep dive. Not just go, hey, that looks cool. Let me steal it and then try to use it to my benefit. Yeah, I, I think yours is always educational or sharing of experience as opposed to I'm the expert of this and I'm going to give you my my Japanese or Asian sage like wisdom because you know I I live there for part that that you've never come off as to me at least in terms of it's always like we share our experiences about visiting and kind of understanding right. different aspects. I would class my, classify myself as a Japanophile because I love those things, right? Yeah. I I've even as a Star Wars fan, one of the things that kind of brought me deep to Japan is the understanding that as a whole Star Wars was mostly lifted from Japanese culture and not a lot of people know that. It's oh, yeah. one of the biggest cultural appropriations in the world. Well, I mean Darth Vader's mask and every yeah, so I mean and then um is Rashomon in terms of George Lucas's inspiration and things like that yeah right right but again i think george may have at some point uh paid homage to and explained where the connections are and you know he didn't when he made it he didn't know it was going to turn into billion dollar thing 
but he's also done his fair share of giving back. There's lots of licensure for all things Star Wars in Japan that allows then the Japanese community to make money off of something that he made money off of stealing from them, which is the Ashikaga Shogunate. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So, first of all, because I brought you here to clear up some of the things or the misconceptions that has gone on about trademark and things. Let's just start with, in reality, what's the point of a trademark? Okay, so we're going to focus on trademark. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you asked that question because I've seen a lot of posts. Well, Aloha Pao, if they can't copyright that, well, it's not fair that they patent. We are talking about trademark. And I'm glad you kind of brought up earlier, but... Those words are not interchangeable. They are not interchangeable legal concepts. Maybe there might be overlap, but trademark, copyright, and patent are three different intellectual properties. When it comes to trademark, all it really boils down to is a word, phrase, logo, or device, and I'll explain what I mean by device, that is used to identify goods or services as coming from one business or another against all others. And that is the phrase that we usually package. That's what a trademark base basically is. And when I say device... Is that like this? I, I Just me, because... So on the Sony cameras, what they did is they put this red ring. Mm -hmm. might be a little hard to see on the camera. And that red ring says, from all the way over there, I know that this is an A7. Yeah, you've kind of hit it on the head is, is, is that when I say device, because people always think about it as something so basic as packaging and labeling or, you know, when I see the Sony logo, I know it's Sony. But here's the thing. When you're watching a TV show and you hear the NBC chimes, doom, the, the, doom, doom. right, the chimes are a trademark. If you see a blue box and it's from a jewelry store, you know, it's from Tiffany's. That is also a no. Trademark. I buy my Tiffany stuff from your folks. <laughs> that but, was. But, I I do inject a little racism in here, so deal with it. <laughs> we're not here to. We're here to explain and educate and have fun at that. So actually, you know, even the uh, the shape of a bottle. So Coca Cola. Coca Cola. When you see the distinctive shape, when you reach in or when you go to the supermarket and you see it, you can't. You don't even need to see the words or the labeling on it. If you see that distinctive shape, more often than not, you're going to correctly identify that's a Coca-Cola bottle and it comes from the Coca-Cola company. That key identifier, that is the point of trademarks in businesses and not just businesses, but nonprofits and things like that. They will strive to identify their brand of goods and services against all others. The whole point of the trademark system is actually, despite what everybody thinks, is for our benefit is because when we go to the supermarket or we go out there, we're not confused as who is providing the goods and services. I always like the super, because I love eating. <laughs> I love going to the supermarket example, but right, if you're walking down the soda aisle and you see a red box and stylized white font, and then you see a red and white box with black kind of font, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, you don't even need to think twice about reading it, you already know it. The problem for us, right, is that, let's say Pepsi decides to make its boxes all red. It starts, it still says Pepsi, but what if they made a stylized white, you know, cursive font? More and more, if you, you just took off your glasses, 
wait, which one is which, right? right so right. that's why whenever you hear trademark attorneys, we also care about the likelihood of confusion. So what the whole point of trademarks is, is to identify your goods and services. And you don't, and this is where we're going to start segueing, you don't want other people using same or similar marks as yours for the same types of goods and services because then how do your customers know it's coming from you? Right. Okay, you know, it's funny you say that because I remember back in high school, I had this shirt. I wore this shirt to school like five, six times. No one so much as said a word. Then one day I got called to the principal's office and I got suspended for this shirt because you look at something you see so often, you have a cognitive dissonance or an ambient awareness to it that you don't necessarily pay attention to it. It actually said cocaine, but it looked like it said Coca-Cola. <laughs> and then so I had got away with wearing this in a pretty strict school for the longest time and then one person finally caught it and it's like, no, bro, no, you can't wear that to school. And my friends thought it was the coolest thing since running water because I was d dumb enough air or brave enough, which is sometimes the same thing, to wear that thing. So I, I get where that comes from. Okay, so I guess how did we get from, first of all, why would the USPTO allow him to have such a trademark? To me, which is, by all seriousness, kind of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An intangible word or a wide scoping word. Love, respect, hello, goodbye. That general feeling amongst friends and family so, that's indescribable. Like they literally let him have rule on a word that is technically a feeling. So, right, remember when I say device and it's attached to a, a product or good service. And the thing is, is here's the interesting thing. They let his application for registration move forward. And by the way, for the people kind of come, I'm not against you, but there is a whole process to protest a person's application. So he went through that whole process without anybody saying a word. And I'm going to get Because nobody to what, probably noticed it. So what I'm going to get into about the registration process is you actually don't have to register a trademark. You get rights in a trademark from use. So as soon as he started using Aloha Poke Company, at least within Illinois, he had rights to display, utilize, and brand and market Poke Bowl or whatever he is doing. Oh, I know this fully well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We'll get into that in another podcast. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, I can briefly say it, like, because I don't care, but I got sued for my old co working space, which is the greenhouse. And we thought there would be no problem because the greenhouse uh, sustainable learning center was teaching people about growing plants. And we were basically an incubator for apps and a, co a shared workspace. We never thought the two should become a problem. And it wasn't until people, as we got popular, people kept calling the other lady trying to like and right book there, appointments. Right there is the, the that's the likelihood of confusion. I'm that confused was, as to that who was is it. who. My, I, I still have the sign over here, which I'm not going to move the camera, but <laughs> I still have the greenhouse sign. You're not using it though. So <laughs> we had to change the name to HQHNL. And, and again, like, we didn't attempt to register HNL because HNL is Honolulu and it belongs to the 
the designator of the airport and people steal these things all the time because it's kind of public use since we thought you know i just didn't even attempt it but everybody knew hqhno was us so that was cool we didn't have to do anything right so getting back to a lot right they're just using it and this is what frequently troubles people who first start a business they'll name a business something and then that's how you start identifying the goods and products and certain because people think oh this is the name i registered for my business so I'm just going to use this in all my marketing stuff, right? Makes sense, right? I, this is my registered business name. So as soon as you start to use that to brand and market your goods and services, it's become a trademark. That's use. So the next kind of critical p- component is for a lot of business owners as they expand, they then think, well, I'm in this one state, but I want to start doing business in other states. So usually a lot of times is it becomes recommended to protect your mark, your trademark is, okay, then we got to think about this nationally. So that's when you turn to the United States Patent Trademark Office because its jurisdiction is exactly, it's in its United States, right? Right. USPTO, as I call it for this show. What happens is, is when you file an application, an examining attorney takes a look at your application. What are you, what are you attempting to register? They'll go through their database and see if there's anything same or similar that causes that likelihood of confusion because that may bar your application. If the examining attorney doesn't find anything problematic, sometimes they ask for clarification or, you know, you may have filed the application wrong or things like that. What happens is is they, they say, okay, we didn't find anything problematic in terms of our database search but we are going to publish it in a weekly gazette and this gazette i believe comes out every tuesday afternoon and they publish all the marks up for registration and basically now it's kind of like getting married we have all these marks these are people these are companies attempting to register marks um if you have a complaint or an issue to block a mark or whatnot Say it now or forever hold your peace. Because if we let these registered, we're going to assume registration is valid after that point. So you have, uh, I want to say like 90 days to comment and, and kind of say, hey, USPTO, you didn't catch me and I, 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 I have problems with this. We feel that um, if you let this registration go through, it'll cause problems. The reason I understand this process is I've had clients who have attempted to register marks and somebody out of left field says, in, in terms of their aggressive policing of their own marks says, yes, we may not be exactly the same and the examining attorney when they did their examination did not find the exact same mark, but we as, for whatever reason, we feel that your clients is prop, so we're going to block their registration. Okay. So I have it here, Aloha Poke, they, they did a company, the, the Chicago one, they did a word mark and they published the thing that I was talking about, the Gazette. They published for opposition on November 1st, 2016. That's when the USPTO said, okay, we examined, we're putting it out there. So that means they got through that whole process and no one said a thing then. So right there is kind of a problematic thing of is. is because, I mean, up until he started messing with people, we wouldn't have known to check. Well, right. So the thing is, is, is that usually what I tell business owners who are trying to police their own brands and protect, right? If is this name means, I 
Look, rightly or wrongly, so obviously companies like Disney, General Electric, massive companies have batteries of attorneys. Not to mention they have programmers, people create algorithms that search and roll yes. and, and do updates so that they can get flagged immediately. Yes, I understand all that costs money. But if you're using your name as a part of your brand, then you should care about what's going on now in today's uh, interconnected world especially if you have any plans to expand beyond your state. Right. So, I mean, the thing is, is that's the whole idea of... you, And you and I have talked about this before, is is that this donkey has taken this domain name and they're not even... Right? So, yeah, just sitting yeah. there. Oh, that drives me crazy. Yeah, so the thing is, is, is in today's nowadays, when you do a business, it's very important to kind of do thorough searches. Um, I get a lot of business that I, I don't care. I was like, okay, well, you know, if you just want to stay in this state, that's fine. But if you're going to have a huge web presence, social media presence, you might want to know what's out there because even if you're not playing in the same water or same state, you may, but you, you, you may, may butt heads. Yeah. when you're like, ready to explode, then you realize it becomes a problem. And you've seen this tons of time, especially now where every other day there's a new business and things you've seen companies where they're growing, 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 all of a sudden they change their name. They changed their name because they ran into a brick wall somewhere. And they may not say that. It just seems like it's rebranding, but it's definitely happened. So I guess I I understand that and I, I get where it's coming from. But I did and I probably still will do. And I know it's against the things that I attempt to teach, but I'm there for human. So I am fallible. I got mostly pissed because of I being a victim of cultural appropriation, understand the corporate cultural appreciation, appropriation. God, I speak English. Um, it's late on a Tuesday. <laughs> and, you know, I have varying stances according to what's going on at the time. Like, okay, for instance, when everybody was super, super mad about Moana because of the way certain things were portrayed, I was slightly defensive of Disney with an exclaim with a disclaimer. disclaimer. English folks. I was with a disclaimer. My niece Emma is part Hawaiian. And for the most part, she hangs out with me and the Okinawan side of the family. So she sees Hawaiian things here and there, but up until what, six years old, she wasn't really touching on that side of her culture. When Moana came out and she was in love with the movie, she started to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And then so I was able to, luckily enough, I have enough Hawaiian friends that I have indoctrinated me with a you know certain amount of education for the place where I live. I was able to explain to her, this is not correct. This is wrong. Don't believe it that way. This is how it works. I was able to get her to want to go to do some hula stuff and learn a little bit more about that side of her family. Just like she takes karate to rep her Okinawan mm -hmm. side. I thought it was very crucial at the time she was ready to ask about it to learn about her Hawaiian side. So I get where the quote-unquote triggering comes from. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I hate that word because in most cases it's used as a dismissive statement. But if I slap the fuck out of you and you slap me back, I triggered you. 
<laughs> you know, just you're you don't have to be falsely angered to be triggered. So stop trying to steal that word. That doesn't belong to, you know, the non-snowflakes, right? And even the word snowflakes, ignorant as fuck. Snowflakes are unique, brother. We're all unique, but yet we're all the same. All snowflakes are cold and wet. We're all cold and wet, but then we're unique. So again, another word people try to appropriate that doesn't mean what it think it means. So I completely 100% agree with the native Hawaiian side because I live here, because I know what the Aloha spirit means. I know what it means to be Hanaid. I know what it feels like to to understand even the two presence of the different words. I know the alo and I know the ha. So I'm going to take off my business lawyer cap and say, I completely agree with you. I think, I think they're completely tone deaf. They don't get it. I don't, I don't think they really understand that they're, they're poke bowls too. Also from a food person. Perspective. <laughs> Not even poke. I was like, are you kidding me? But wait, wait, wait. Before you get down your rabbit hole, I got to show you one that freaking blew my mind real quick. I, this uh, cracked me up. Is it the, right right oh here on the side. I got to throw the glasses so I can read it correctly. Right here on the side, it says, Aloha Poke Company is a mainland restaurant inspired by the Hawaiian sushi bowl. And it was like melon farmer that is not sushi. Yeah, it's like let's just dump dump you all from over there across the ocean as one. I was like, it's not sushi. That's that's so. Insulting. It'd be closer to sashimi than sushi, um, due to the fact that there is no vinegar oriented rice. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. But then when you look at it, like there's all kind of weird shit in there, bro. There's like fucking pineapples and <laughs> I don't know what this shit is. Oh my god, the edamame always the I love edamame. edamame. I love edamame, but I always hate it where I was like that's not they they always call it like a vegetarian right like so it's edamame and some bean sprouts or some stuff and I'm like there's no fish in here. This is just a veg this is just vegetables on top of rice. Okay, um, I'm going to this one I'm going to make an assumption here just looking at the dude's, the dude's picture that he might be of the the Rainbow Coalition. <laughs> but even if you are, like, if I'm, I'm a grown-ass black man, if I ran down the street just, like, dropping M-bombs for no reason but to try to be extra black, I would get slapped. Oh, right? Great, yeah. Look at this thing. I'm going to get a better picture of it because it was for... Come oh, on, my bro. God. What is that? Come on, bro. Like, even if he... I, and again, I have... For anybody tries to tell me I have problems with LBGT, first of all, back your... Park your bus, motherfucker. My brother, out. Cool. I love my brother. I DJed all of the freaking events for a long time. I used to do the Golden Goddess pageants, like... I've danced in a drag queen review. I don't hear this shit. Fuck you. But that shit, that's, even if you are free, free I, face, no, I, that's not cool. If I was there for, I'd be like, this is not a poke bowl at all. At all. Bruh, I don't know why, what this multi is. Multicolored rice and calling that like I'm repping the community. Like even as a sidewinding, you know, like freaking ally, I wouldn't attempt some shit like that. That's just... So, so I part of it is like... There's a little taste of douchiness from the company in general. The poke-ish well, bowls might be delicious. Well, A, the response from 
So the original guy who started all this and stuff, he's out. He's no longer. It's not because of this. He he left the company. I so he's mission. not in. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know the new CEO, whoever it is currently, you know issue. It smacks a very tone deaf of like. Look, we know that's what you named your company that, and we understand you register it, but it basically, it's equivalent of what I call whenever I hear politicians, oh, I'm so sorry you feel that way, as opposed to them actually saying, I'm sorry, it's, I'm sorry you feel that way, right? So that's kind of where I was like, and you know, when you tell people that, no, you're only just going to further enrage them even more when you haven't even properly addressed the true elephant in the room is... is Here's something that. that I try to teach all of my friends. If you really have to make an apology, it's, I'm sorry, and shut the fuck up. If you say, I'm sorry, but your apology is negated. Yeah, that I was like, that but is like... The, yo, the minute you say, I'm sorry, but you did blah, 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 your sorry is negated. An apology is... is and should be unconditional. So, right? so now you can say I'm sorry. I would like to tell you why I felt the way or why I reacted that way. I would love to explain myself, but let me give you a sincere apology. And when you're ready to hear my explanation, I'm more than happy to give it to you. Like if you got if you one of those fuckers that got to get it off your chest, that's me, right? And I know I, I say I'm sorry, but, and I punch myself in the face for it right after because I hate when people do that to me. Well, I think, that, not to get into it, we're not here to talk about sorry. We're here to talk about aloha, but... Uh, but it's the sidetrack, yeah, I mean, solid yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, sometimes some people say sorry, but I would like to explain further. And then, you know, intent matters. And as I said, with this... You know, I, I, if he had said it and spoken word or a video, maybe the, the intent may have been he is genuinely apologetic. But again, the way I read it is we're not in the wrong at all. So, yeah, you deal with this. So, And it was like you do understand for Native Hawaiians that have been exposed to many hardships, There, there is just a general feeling is, Oh my God, why is this mainland company telling us I can't use a... Now, from a business lawyer, let me jump back in and put the hat in. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. I'm not saying that the cultural outrage is should be dismissed. I think that's a very real thing, and I get it, it like, as I said. Um, but his words, the way I was like, no. I was like, I, w- I would be even more... Do you think that was crafted by either... A legal person or a PR well, I mean, company, sure or was that literally crafted by the person who's responsible? Well, his his, his attorney of record that filed for the registry application is a. Uh, pardon me, Brian. If I'm and I'm not trying to throw a fight with a Chicago law firm, I'm just saying your na- your attorney of record is Brian R. Malik Malik M I C H A L E K. Pardon me if I'm mispronouncing, if I'm saying your name wrong. Um, but, you know, I if that was crafted by him, a PR person, a communications person, or his law firm or whatnot, I don't, being so far removed from here and from the history and stuff like that, it, 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 it is, it strikes as tone deaf completely on the, on the cultural aspects. Do I think legally speaking that they said what they had, the, or, you know, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, it is what it is. 
Do I think that's the right answer necessarily to diffuse the situation? No. no, because it's only now you have the petition going around. And I was like, way to go. You've made the situation I don't, worse. Okay, I'm going to tell you point blank. I don't even know if this is correct, right? But this is how I would handle it. I would handle it. Oh, my God. I didn't realize. Okay, straight up, I'm wrong. Let's understand something, though. At this point in time, rebranding would cost me a grip. I can't really afford that. What I would love to do is come out and go through, you know, whatever training you want to teach me, learn how to do it correctly, explain how we're inspired by poke, but we're not really poke. Maybe even put some real poke on the menu. Show me how to do it right. Can I come out there? I'm willing to sit down, whatever. Oh, yeah. And by the way, over the last two years, I have amassed about four million dollars in profit off of that i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna give like a couple hundred grand to uh you know kamehameha schools or a homeless shelter or something as my atonement but please teach me how to do it correctly well i i, I mean at this that's point, me at, at this point i mean i don't know what was discussed behind closed doors and stuff like that given that there is this much angst irritation and stuff like that you know if i if I were him from a business owner, I would probably sit and talk to the attorneys and marketing team. How can we maintain this, but also do a brand transition and stuff like that? I'm not, I get it. People would like him to take away the word from Aloha. Just to let you know, um, when they filed for their application, this is another thing that they're not. So it has, yeah, you brought up the change out. It says Aloha Poke Company, remove Aloha and Poke from your name. Well, A, that's their registered business name, and then they go ahead and take their registered business name and use it for the registered trademark. We just talked about that. But with regard to it, they filed the disclaimer part of their application. A disclaimer basically means as we are filing this whole thing that, that it, well, not that image, but the other one as our mark. But we are disclaiming parts of the device as not as solely unto ours. And their disclaimer says no claim is made to the exclusive right to use, quote, poke co, end quote, from apart from the mark as shown. Meaning that they're registering this whole thing together. But All the three pieces. But the poke company is not, they're not saying that the, it is exclusively their right. So really what they are enforcing is the stylized aloha as it is used in connection with uh, catering, restaurant, and takeout restaurant services. So, right, it's kind of like... Aloha show you saying is, is that Aloha, if if anybody else anywhere else started using Aloha show you, Aloha show you is like, no, we don't want you to stop using the words Aloha with our show you. I mean, with, with show you with in, show general, you in or, general. Yeah. Or, you know, who knows, you know, if they had decided to expand in condiments and maybe they did a ketchup or a katsu saw or other things, right? As soon as somebody started using, maybe even if you try and reverse it and say, show you Aloha, right? They would be all those like stop using that because that's kind of funny because that's a good T-shirt. I like to show you Aloha and make it look like I, the, oh this, god, I'm gonna get in trouble. I, <laughs> it's me. I try and come up with that sassy kind of things. I'm like, but right. I always wanted to make sure you call Kinky Man. <laughs> Actually, what did I was telling you before? Because I was trying to say, because somebody was talking about 
You can't register. Hello yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's a big common one. I, I've seen it, and, and for the most part, I might have even said it. You can't register hello. But of course, first of all, let's get this straight. Anybody who, most of my people listening are from Hawaii. I know I have some people not outside of Hawaii. It doesn't just mean hello, goodbye, I love you. There's a much, much broader sense to the word. I wanted to bring in uh, a friend of mine, Stacy, who is a native Hawaiian, who is going to give the full speech. I don't want to screw it up, so I'm not even going to attempt to go there. Now, see, you see what I just did there, brother? I've lived here for damn near 40 years, and I won't even try to get too deep on explanations. No, I wouldn't. And why? Because it just ain't right. I wouldn't want nobody to sit around and try to explain to you, you know, like ancient black culture or freaking uh, well, Puerto yeah, Rican voodoo or Santeria. I really would have appreciated her to give the true kind of... Because I don't think you and I would even attempt to do it. To do it correctly. Ju- 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 and, Justice. That's and I think a lot of people may hear this, say, oh, he's anti. I was like, no, I am here just to give you from the business legal kind of this This is what. All right. So in today's to. climate, I do want to say this. In today's climate, here's a big, big problem. Factual, right and wrong, and emotional gets hella mixed up. Some things might even be factual, but they feel wrong. So, and if they no, that's if fake news. That's if, just fake news. No, if they're factual and they feel wrong, then maybe you need to adjust. You know what I'm saying? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Right. Let's just get that straight. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, especially if the greater cause is uncomfortable with it. Then you make some necessary adjustments, right? But in the same token, a lot of people are driving their anger and their hates and stuff based off of an emotion. Right, right. And I get your emotion. Fuck, I was pissed too. But so, I'm also, I, my emotions die in like 15 minutes and then I start trying to dissect it. Why do I dissect shit? Because I need a lesson learned from this. So let me give you the two examples of where this, this feel. So now we are, I'm sorry, we, we have to go slightly out of trademark. But you know, back in the day. So let me give one example where it's legal, but maybe you shouldn't do it just because it, and the other one is just because it's easy to do, it's not legal. And what I mean by that for the copyright situation is songs, downloading songs for free back in the day. I was like, you, whether rightly or wrongly so, the recording industry or the artist is making millions and you feel that the, the price of the CD is too much, that is a copyright infringement. You are downloading a copy of somebody's music that they produced or whatnot for free without paying for it and so that is legally a copyright infringement even though it's so easy to do right right right. the opposite and and it felt good because you were sticking it to the man the opposite situation is say and i i hate to pick a fight with washington redskin fans but right a lot of native american tribes felt it was offensive and they did win a victory when the uspto kind of refused but what I would let you know is, is, is that in a recent uh, Supreme Court ruling, there was an Asian American, I think, heavy metal band called The Slants. And initially, the United States Patent Trademark Office along this thought is, we will not register offensive marks. But their argument is, we're registering and taking back the word, which I think you can kind of understand. NWA did it. And, and so, so the Supreme Court actually ruled in this band's favor and so things that are now kind of offensive are, are fair game. But the question now comes, 
if I'm going to offend somebody, should I still, I may be legally be able to do it, but should I do it? So those are the two kind of where law and ethics, it, or ease of economy or whatever you want to talk about, it's always a gray area. And there's always, to me, there's always going to be hurt feeling somewhere or somebody's going to think it's materially fair, depending on where the mate, right? If you draw a box, we used to do that in, in uh, econ or legal ga game theory, right? If you draw it out as a matrix is on the, you have what's legal and ethical up here, right? And you have what's illegal and unethical here. The two gray areas are the two areas I just talked about. Where you know you bring yeah. us also oh, here's 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 the funny thing about the gray areas too, a lot of time, what you get away with, is, your quality and skill, talent, and your intent, okay. And then so I'm gonna bring a really close one, and it's only funny because Ryan and I are sitting here. There's a kid, uh, Brian, I forget his last name. He is Chinese, but doesn't live in China. I think he's from Singapore. And uh, he's, he goes under the rap moniker, Rich Chigga. The funniest thing about that, Brian was a poor high school kid, right? But he was playing the role that he thought was a role because of, you know, sort of watching uh, sort of rap videos and that. And initially, when it came out, people went ballistic. They're like, oh, my God, that's just, you know, effed up in so many ways. He doesn't really understand the struggle, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, uh but people kind of gave him a pass because it was a Chinese guy doing it, not a white guy doing it. Sorry, it is what it is, right? But then, like, hip-hop artists started to listen to him, and he was dope. Like, he's freaking amazing. And they're like, you know what? You can keep that. Because, A, he didn't mean it from an angry standpoint. He meant it from a, please let me in. I'm going to try to do this. He was self-deprecating in his... uh you know, design the the nerd outfit, the fanny pack, like the whole nine yards. And then when he hits his second verse, and you run, you realize this kid got bars. People just loved it, so they let him go because he was coming from a right different perspective. Right. So this is the part that words on screen, words on paper, words just like you missing the intent component. And this is where. This is where PR and communications, and yes, to some degree in the cynical part, spin my, st your story matters and your authentic, your authenticity, authenticity and in delivering that See, message. See, what gave it off to me as I went back and I watched the podcast and it was about, you know, Zach Freelander bootstrapping his business. And it was like a two-year-old podcast. It was like when he was just starting out. You know what? Honestly, brother, you still came off like a douche in that podcast. So that killed it. So anybody who did the research and looked at what he was about prior to having this problem, it still was kind of a dick. So again, I will say, and I'm going to just guess this. I think there's a handful of people in the community that would have let it slide if it looked like, you know, Chef Reno at Fresh Catch. If it looked like real poke. Yeah. Right. I think they would have let that slide. If he never attempted to tell natives that they can't use it, nobody would be bothering him. There's poke shops all around the country that are operating, even those with a little high in their name, and no one's bothering them. And your social media consultants will tell you because the, the I haven't seen the cease and desist letter, but I'm pretty sure those cease and desist letters are templates. Oh, they're boiler. Yeah, they're where you boilered. just kind of just it was like. But I'm like, this so may there were some companies that straight up ignored it and continued to march, and they're fine. And there's people that 
maybe for lack of knowledge or just they didn't want to buck the system. The lady that was born and raised from here, from Seattle, that didn't buck the system, I think a lot of that comes from growing up here. It's just not stuff we do. Culturally, it's not stuff we do. If someone says that you're doing something wrong or whatever, you kind of sort of attempt to fix it. And so she did. And I, I kind of feel bad for her because she spent the money to fix it, but yeah. she didn't have to because all she had to do was push back and that shit would have well, been thrown so, against so the wall the, like wet spaghetti. To put the legal aspect on spaghetti. Like, the, Sorry. Again, not this is not to condone Aloha po- messaging, but yeah, you should just know in terms of the practice of law is that if you if your client has a registered mark and you're the attorney, your job is to advocate zealously on their behalf, which means enforcement of the registered mark, which means sending cease so his, and desist in a way, letters. His lawyer, he he, from the business standpoint, he was trying to do the right thing, and his lawyers were trying to do the right thing. They just did it the wrong way. Yeah, there's there's. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Exactly. Right? There are people that were trying to do the right thing and didn't do it right. On the flip, so let's just cover that. On the flip side, for a lot of these small business owners, um, obviously this podcast is just, a, this is not legal advice, you know, and I'm not here. I hate when you guys do that disclaimer, but I well, know you Well, because you want to know why? It's because people like hear people something on- People are litigious as fuck. Yeah. And then people hear something on a podcast and then run off as like, oh, I'm a lawyer now. And I'm like, mm, no. Oh, I slam <laughs> Facebook. Facebook lawyers constantly, but nine times out of ten, when I'm slamming you, Facebook lawyers, I have sent an email or a direct message to Ryan and or Marcus to get the right answer, so but, I, but, but, I can come from a position of understanding the actual answer. But generally speaking, a prior use unregistered mark has superior well has good rights to the marketplace in which it is. So what do I mean by that is is that you know. If you were a Loja Poke company long before this place, just because you remember how I started this is, is that rights and trademarks begin upon use. They don't again uh, begin upon registration. The reason why we attorneys recommend registration is you get greater rights and greater protections. And you're basically doing what we call is notice. So when you know when you get a registration on the United States Patent Trademark Office, you are telling everybody else in the United States, you're on notice that we have a registered mark now. It's like peeing on a tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dog. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, that's kind of why I was like, I'm marking my territory, right? Right, right. So a lot of times what happens is, is for, especially for food places, because it's regional, right? If you're in the Southwest, you kind of grow very organically and slowly. Or, I mean, the, the problem for us is we're so isolated out in the middle of the ocean. And so where are we going to expand to? Right. But for a lot of regional businesses, um, they don't necessarily like run off to the USPTO. They kind of just grow. And especially with the way media markets work, right? Your, your broadcasting or stuff is across state lines. And the thing is, is you may not necessarily have, you, you know, you know if, you, if you have a business right at the state line, but people are driving over, you're not actually technically doing business. The people are just driving over from that state to come to your restaurant. Right. Right. So the thing is, 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 you know, that's why we talk about strategizing about registration and things like that. But also, we also take a look at what are all the unregistered marks? What else exists out there? Because usually in my initial consults for people who want to talk about USPTO registration is, I was like, have you looked on a regional or kind of, have you gone through the phone? Fo- have you at least done have, the basics? Yeah, have you gone down a Google search? Because if there's a, if there's a company pre-existing and they're pretty well known in their, in Virginia or if they're pretty well known in Texas for this mark that's similar or the same as yours, you're going to have a very difficult time of 
yeah, you may get all the other 49 states, but there's one state that you're missing in your whole thing because they're there before. So I would just tell people that if you feel that you have rights, then you need to seek an attorney's help to figure out where you stand in this whole thing. Because, you know, getting a cease and desist is merely the other side just trying to enforce their rights. Right. Their, their job isn't to police your brand. It's your job to police your own brand. Their job is only to help their client police their brand. Well, you know, so I know this is kind of a, a lengthy thing, and I think there's something that maybe we should come back and revisit. Um, well, I would really like to see how this company... I would like to see how they respond. And I would like, because this is a stain effort. And I do think it's a, it's a conversation because it is culturally insensitive to say, you know, poke is, it's from here. It's a food and it's describing something. And we all use aloha for the aloha kind of feeling and meaning. But I mean, you know, there's Hello Kitty. And the reason why I bring that up is somebody's like, you can't trademark Hello. I was like, I'm pretty sure Sanrio here, when they do business in the country, if you came up with a cat that said, hello, cat, or something like that, they're going to be upset, right? If, if I want to show this one because I used to work at the fruit farm and we had hello. When iMac came, it was hello again. So even Apple has used that. And in this particular hand-drawn cursive writing mixed with this plastic shape of the Mac and the icon that then became this, that was... Um, Trademarked. I want to say right now in terms of, oh yeah, there's about 407. I just did a search on the his, trademark electronic his, I'm search a lawyer system. Shit. It's just a very basic search. It's called TEST, Trademark Electronic Search System for the United States Patent Trademark Office. There are 475 records if you just type Aloha. Now, are they all for Poke? Probably not because as we're already here for that. But, you know, there's... There's even one that's just for the word, as a word mark, aloha. And what is it for? Let me bring it up. Well, I can show you. Here's one that you, I don't even know if we even thought about right. this. But my company is etched, right? As you know. Oh, yeah. Like that. But my thing to the community is etched aloha. Right. right. And I picked etched aloha because the domain was available. And literally... I swear to you, a month and six days later, the B-Reds, or business registration, mm -hmm. allowed a company in, I believe, Kauai to register etched with Aloha. Yeah. So the thing is, is... It's is, cool. Like, I never called them. I never bothered them. I've even sent business to them because I didn't feel like shipping something, whatever. What people were saying to, you know, the company, Aloha Poke Company, we run into this all the time. But because of actual aloha <laughs> we don't bother each other There's, and they do the exact same thing they have a laser engraving business doing exactly the same thing i do and we don't even get into it because that's how it is so before you guys we i just i did that basic search for aloha and then there's there's a registered a kinky aloha and kinky aloha is registered for goods and services for alcoholic beverages except beer and the owner is located in Minnesota. Ooh. Yeah, so I don't know what they're doing with their alcohol. What's their last there. name? What do you mean? Does it have like a bunch of consonants? No, it, it's Intercontinental Packaging Company Corporation. Damn. I wondered if they were like a, you know, Kanaka. Yeah. So, and then there's Aloha Blossom, which is 
actually coming from a Japanese Japanese company. And yeah, uh, foreign businesses in terms of international so markets can a, register with the United States Patent Is that Aroha Brossom? <laughs> that was no. so laces. <laughs> you can say that right because you're, you're a Japanese. That's right. That My is. Japanese is epic. But I, I mean, the thing is, is, is um, I think the tone deafness triggered the Hornets kind of hive and that there was like, and I think it's offensive too. In terms it is, it, from the and, position that they came from, it's offensive. And, and for the underlying good that it's attached to, poke, right? It's one thing if you put Aloha on t-shirts or if you put it on slippers, which many of these are, you know. Or flowers yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. even some uh, sex-oriented drinks. Yeah. Like we might let all of that slide. But it's, it was the taking of a quote-unquote Hawaiian-style food. Yeah, and then the added insult to injury is it's not even, for some of it, it's not even poke. They call oh, it sushi. Bro. Bro, so. Okay, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just got to throw it in there because it's boom. If Papa John's or Pizza Hut or whomever the hell try to, like, trademark Hawaiian pizza because of some bullshit where they slapped the pineapple on it, or we would go ballistic too. Yep. So it ain't just about you, Zach, right? Because we will tell you point blank, slapping pineapples on shit does not make it Hawaiian, right? Uh, I, at this point in time, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but the majority of the pineapples that we come from the fucking Philippines. <laughs> so, like, don't stop that shit. Like, straight up, stop that shit. Stop throwing pineapples on shit and calling it Hawaiian. I know. And well, stop calling local people Hawaiians. Well, if we're I not mean, Kanaka, we're not Kanaka. We're people of Hawaii. Pine pineapples don't even come from here. I mean, no. the whole company decided, I was like... I didn't want to start this fight, but it's because of the way our community exists. Even Poke, I could be wrong, and I would love to be educated, so I'm going to start this. I think Poke, nine, po Poke comes from Okinawan influence. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I didn't look I it up. I didn't look it up, but I'm just all, all, throwing it out. All I just know is the trademark kind of aspect about... So everything we just talked about is, is that this is... This is the approach and this is the process. Is it the right way to dialogue with a community that's hurt and injured and has been exploited? No. Probably not. No. It's probably not. And, and like, this is something restaurants don't do, but I wish they would. And I don't even know how expensive it would be. But people all across the world, if you're going to start a restaurant, maybe talk to a culinary anthropologist to make sure you don't do stupid shit. Yeah, it was like culture consultants are very important because they kind of they giving you that authenticity of uh, this is I I understand and this is and maybe you shouldn't okay, do that. Okay, I can prove one. I won't get into any details, but this is the largest company in the freaking planet stepped on their dick when they were building the Apple Store here in Hawaii. I won't get into the details, but they did something. It wasn't culturally insensitive. They just didn't study it all the way through. And the cultural consultant they hired probably dicked them and gave them some wrong information. But it took them a while to figure it out. Once they figured it out, they rectified the problem and they're open and fine and doing great business. But they almost ruined millions of dollars <laughs> by making a mistake that could have been easily solved if they had a really good cultural consultant. And now... This is part of their practice. When they open a store anywhere, they bring in cultural consultants to get, you know, sort of the lay of the land before they do something stupid. So even large companies make these mistakes. But 
Apple was smart enough. With all the lawyers in the world, they could have squashed all of the people that told them they were doing it wrong. But they didn't because it wasn't the right thing to do. The right thing to do was like, I'm sorry and freaking fix it, bro. It's so simple. I, I, I like this one. There, there. Somebody did register the word mark Aloha with the USPTO, but it's for string instruments, namely ukuleles, in, and there the registrant is in Nevada. Wow. And they just registered a freaking Times New Roman Aloha with mm-hmm. some kerning mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, graphic designer problems. No, no, no. I was <laughs> like, no. I, I, I always tell people, I was like, is this, is this literally the way you want to register? Oh, yeah, Bobo. I was like, uh, I'll just have my graphic designer change it when? Before or we after we submit the application? Because <laughs> that, if you do it after, then I got to go change things. Then it's so a problem. It's like... And that's not, sometimes the USPTO may not accept that this is the same image file. It's like, right, right, right. It's like uh, business owners too. I was like, do your homework. Do your homework. I guess that's the answer. At the end of the day, it's like, do your do your homework. And in business anywhere, like if you make a mistake, I, I know this is hard because lawyers will tell you not to and you shouldn't do this because if you do this, you might open yourself up. But at some point, you got to take... I guess account or survey of how you feel as a human and although it might get you in trouble it's probably sometimes better to just own up to it and attempt to fix it and and, 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 um, in the hospital say we say AMA against medical advice maybe sometimes you gotta go against even legal advice and just like own up to it you know or I don't know. Try to atone in some way. I, I don't. I don't know the right answer here. You know, I, this is why I do this because this is my therapy out loud. And again, I I have Ryan come on so that other business people or people in general don't make the same kind of mistakes, but also to help us learn how to take our anger and our frustration and put it somewhere positive. To me, a positive thing, self appropriation. I mean, self promotion right there was, um, you know, getting out here and doing the petition i don't know if the mechanism of removing their thing from the name is exactly right i'm not going to defend or say they're wrong we'll find out in the end but i think it was great to mobilize and show people how much aloha straight up means to those of us who live in the island and to people who have visited here and taken the aloha spirit home with them you know um there's conversation of how the queen wanted to share Aloha spirit with the world. And then, so that's something we do. Part of the reason why, you know, I say Aloha at the end of every phone conversation and I genuinely mean it, you know, like I couldn't even get into the deepness of what it means, but that'd be like me sitting here trying to define love or trying to define respect or trying to define, um, that feeling I just have just cause my boy Ryan is here next to me. Like we've been friends for so long. He's going to give me Aloha later. Prevert. <laughs> I'm, me too. <laughs> we, you know, we've been friends We're for so long. Well, Just yeah. being around Ryan gives me a feeling that's different from hanging out with, say, freaking POTUS. So, like, Aloha means all kinds of things. And I love the fact that, you know, the, the petition happened. What, what happens to it doesn't matter. It showed that people care, you know. Um, Kanyala, like I loved what he said. I can't, there was things that he said that were wrong, but the passion and the intent were in the right spot. Well, I mean, I think the, that's how you effectuate change in the marketplace. Like, like we go keep going back to it. Just because they have the legal rights or they can do things, 
con conveying and communicating a group's displeasure is is that that in turn can impact the bottom line. If, if you want to be cynical about it, yeah, it may impact the bottom line and they're like, my bad, I'm going to, we will ch change this or fix this. I do think if they wanted to save their company and not kind of, they wouldn't have been so tone deaf to the situation. And this is definitely a blind spot to them. And I think you need to engage in this dialogue because they weren't doing that they, they just felt i was like okay well we're just sending cease and desist and we're, we're just gonna run yeah. with it because this is what we but you know again for for groups that have historically felt disaffected treat treated badly by um the majority kind of culture and things like that th hey if you're not gonna listen to us or you're not then there's no other way then we're gonna demonstrate and kind of play this is we telling this is us telling you we have a problem with the way you're doing things whether it's legal or not we're just gonna say no we're not we're fed up with this so i i think it is kind of like using the marketplace of ideas along with the marketplace of of social media and outreach of saying we want to effectuate change um you're probably i mean it may not necessarily change trademark law or the trade trademark system but it will get other people thinking um about when they're branding and kind of naming their company and kind of doing well is this could, could this possibly cause other problems and it's not even the whole being politically correct or anything it's just being sensitive to we live in a much wider world than what you perceive it to be okay so i i, I wanted to bring this up because i tried to explain this to someone once before and it got heated to the point where I almost wanted to punch somebody, right? So I'm gonna take a guess. No, I'm just no, okay. You don't even have to guess. We'll just I'll just straight up say like it was Yakubian, okay? Um, that's my word for white people. No one makes fun of Edward, Michael, Michelle, Lisa, like none of that. But if we go from Regal. Your Catherines, your um, Diane's, you know, whatever, like, you know, names of people who were once royalty. Peter, Alexander, we don't bother that. And then they'd be like, someone gets introduced as Shaniqua. And they think, oh, well, that's just super ethnic, that's just super black. I'm going to make fun of Shaniqua because, you know, fuck this bitch, I'm better than her, I'm going to fucking tease her name. To us, it's not hood. Shaniqua was not a hood name, fucking assholes. Shaniqua was a name of an African god. So when someone named their daughter Shaniqua, it's no different than someone naming their kid Muhammad. It's no different than someone naming their kid... Uh, After any of the apostles. Kamehameha or Peter. Or, yeah, let's go through the, the apostles. Matthew. Uh, it's the same shit to us. And the reason why in the 80s and 90s, because of apartheid and shit that was going on, people started to go back to name their kids that, right? So Ashanti is an African tribe. It wasn't some hip-hop chick trying to be fucking cute. You know what I mean? Uh, Volkswagen named the car Tuareg, but never got into the cultural histories of what the Tuaregs did to aid in the bet the Dutch 
for stealing black folks from fucking Congo, taking them to the Ivory Coast, and then sending them out. Like, there was a, just, so there's anger is deeper than the bullshit you know. It's not just about police brutality, of course there is. It's not just about slavery, don't give me that fucking slavery was 400 years, get over it. There's things that colonizers have done that deeply hurt. I'm standing here, I'm a quote-unquote nobody strong motherfucker, and just talking about this, it heats me up to the point where I almost can come to tears because I have been fucked with for 50 years over shit like this where there's not even understanding. So this is why people of color get so mad, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, teasing an Enrique or teasing, calling somebody Pablo, like that's a fucking joke. That's not a joke. You know, the Pablo that that kid was named after was a hero. Uh, Cesar is, you know, probably of Cesar Chavez or even being called Chavez. And people calling him fucking Chevy. My name ain't fucking Chevy. If I pick the nickname and I tell you, call me Chevy, cool. But don't take Chavez and turn it into Chevy because you want to be a funny motherfucker. And at the same token, acting like you're cool, but you're really kind of dissing somebody. Like, that's not cool. As a history major... Nobody likes to read. As a uh, as an attorney and a history major, nobody likes to read books, long emails, or or kind of like go into the weeds, and kind of my book club sometimes I think rolls their eyes when I talk about the history of, of an author that writes a book and like their back. But I was like, they infuse that into their writing, whether it's it was like, and and so what I would tell people is before you just think it's a great idea just in your own head. Test it out somehow or kind of, you know, like, talk to other people and find out. It was like, just because it's a great idea in your head does not make it a great idea out for the rest of of society and the world or whatnot. I was like, there's a historical context for everything. And I think the part that is so maddeningly frustrating for people who haven't had to be treated as different, lesser, on the side or whatnot, they just have this... Well, I didn't cause your problem direct, no. But you also don't see the results of the benefit from, 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 it. from it. Right. So I was like, you can, you can and, view it as... And here is the deepest, deepest part, if I could ever get to it. In not all cases, again, it's a generalization. The primary people who throw that shit at hardest are oppressed themselves and don't realize it. But some other rich Yakubian told them that it was people of color that caused their strife when reality is it was the other rich Yakubian, right so the people who thought that well the economy sucks and i lost my job and now i lost my house and all of that whatever whatever that was bernie fucking madoff you know that wasn't miss jenkins that wasn't Ms. Washington. That wasn't the Fifth Ward. That wasn't Lil Wayne. That wasn't Snoop. Nobody in hip-hop fucking caused you to lose that shit. That was Bernie fucking Madoff and Goldman Sachs and a bunch of other people, right? But then they'll turn around and blame it on immigration or immigration to cause you to lose your job. No, the guy that ran the company decided to take production and move it somewhere else, Right? A black person or a Mexican person or a Muslim or whomever person of color you want to fuck with this week didn't take your shit, bro. Somebody just like you blaming us for all your problems did it. So I guess 
I have this conversation where my Hawaiian friends say something hyper racist to a person of color. I'm like, how can an oppressed person turn around and inflict that oppression on another oppressed person? Like you of all people should understand. stand. Yeah. And this yeah. is why I am such an ally for the conversation that we had today. Because I do understand. Right. Because right. I have felt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, the only thing that, are, as I said, is, is I think we are beginning to see various conversations of, you know, Me Too or kind of people expressing as um, LGBT rights are getting a tamp down. And it was like there's a pushback of, no, we have marriage equality now and we have all the but we're not going to go back into the closet and, you know, things like that. And so I, I, I think for... The but also getting those things doesn't fix shit. Yeah, no. So that's, that's the big problem. So and, that, and that's the problem with straight motherfuckers don't got. Yeah, marriage equality is cool. That didn't fix anything. You know, free, slavery being free didn't fix a damn thing. If anything, in some cases it got worse. So for businesses, I would say, it's like, don't be tone deaf to, to other aspects that... You know, when you go see your attorney, as I said, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we can register it. We can do that, but that isn't the only question. You, it, it always boils down: Are you asking the right questions? Just because I can do something, should I do it? Or just because I can respond in this way, should I respond in this way? And don't act all surprised when people when you respond. respond back yeah. because that's their right. It was like, well, you, you, yeah, you, you're entitled to your opinion, but I'm going to respond with. Well, we feel this way because you're not listening. It, it, you know, and again, it was a. It's like you know, it happened. The problem is, and 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 you know, in closing, the big problem is, it comes back over and over and over again. This is not that far removed from when people spoke up. You know, a couple of years back, after a bunch of kids got killed, and decided to start a Black Lives Matter thing, they went straight to you no know, White Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, and it's like, bro, when we said save the whales. We did not say fuck tuna. When we said save the whales, we were saying save the whales because whales needed to be saved. It wasn't about fuck a perch, you know, fuck a salmon, fuck a tuna. Like it was, that, that's not how it works, you know? And I get why you feel left out and I get why you feel oppressed because there's literally somebody actually trying to oppress you, but they don't label it so the in, way that they label it. This is where us. intent that we, we talked about it, right? Intent. So. That's Black, the word of fucking today. To to people for, you know, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, what they hear when you say Black Lives Matter, they're hearing Black Lives La Matter, and they're adding the word more. Yeah, no. And on the other side is, is is that, no, we're saying Black Ma Matters, and this is the part that's should matter equally to everything else. Well, you know, yeah. really, do you know what the actual statement comes from? It's Black Lives Matter, too. Mm. So that's of course, yes, that's I, yeah. really what folks was trying to say. Right now, granted, there were loud, you know, people that took it far and well, use, right. I mean, and use it of, as an opportunity to create discourse and there's whatever. There's always going to be people, but that's are, not the whole movement. There are always going to be people who are disingenuous about using. So, I mean, that's why intent matters. But intent is something really hard to get at. You're not going to get it from a soundbite. You're not going to get it by reading. Just one statement. You're not going to read it by an application. You're going to get it by dialogue. And I'm sorry, dialogue is tough. Dialogue is tough. And we, the other problem is, too, people like to absorb all of this shit from behind the keyboard. And sometimes you got to get out there. You know, when I was when I was curious into manufacturing and shit, 
You know, and, and when I was hella curious in the manufacturing, instead of hella telling everybody, oh, you can't get it made in China, it's going to be shitty quality and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you just sent me that text from an iPhone. Right? Yeah. Well, and when you send me an email, you send it from a Sony or a Mac or a Dell or whatever. Yeah. And then you drive a Mercedes, which is like 85% Chinese. Right? Yeah. So then it's not China. It's the shit that you bought. That one particular thing you bought was fucked up because somebody made a bad decision. Don't blame a 2 billion people for some shit that, again, rich people here made the decision to lower the price to try to compete versus competing on actual quality or an actual purpose. You know, this, so most of what we're getting is 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 the bullshit can be called if you really want to hear the bullshit. And I'm that's my thing, dude. I am a bullshit sniffer and I will call it out real quick. So um, if someone wants to get information on properly trademarking or you know copywriting or whatever ryan how can they get a hold of you uh you can email me at ryan at hugh bordenoff yes my white guy <laughs> but you've met treasure anyway white guy from maui loves to surf i know stereotype but anyway it's ryan at hugh and bordenoff is spelled b-o-r-d-e N-A-V-E-E dot com. We're going to just have to... I'm just going to have to just share that with you. But um, Yeah, I was going to say, because, <laughs> bro, I can do a lot of shit. I can't spell that. I, I gotta, <laughs> I'll ask him to change... Would you consider filing a name <laughs> Tell him do not put a, ha, uh, a Kahako or, yeah, right, or an Okina or anything but, like that. Uh, uh, the, the parting words that I want to leave here, if you are intending to start a business and this has nothing, is is that one of the critical, they always just come to me as like, yeah, yeah, to do the paperwork. I was like, no, as you can see, naming things and characterizing, and, and you know, your brand, your brand, if you're going to sink all this money and time to build your company, then spend some time with the legal, the legalese or the legal and truly understanding. I understand it's hard and difficult, but if you think that, that that's going to be hard and difficult, sleepless nights and whatnot, and, you know, getting your business off the ground, I was like, thinking about abstract words is not the only problem you're going to face. So usually what I tell people is, is, there's your business name, there's possibly a trade name, and then there's possibly a trademark. They can all be the same thing, or they can be different things, right? I mean, they registered their business name as Aloha Poke Company. They decided to slap that on as a label on their bowls and things like that, right? So that is them using it as a trademark. I mean, they, they didn't have to. They could have just been that registered name and decided some other mark. Branding wise, is that more difficult? Yeah, when your name, when your mark doesn't match your business registered name, yeah, there are there's some communicating, but that's why you have brilliant designers and brilliant kind of graphic consultants and kind of marketers and stuff like that to also help you with your your conversation and your communication because that's what mark true marketing and true kind of brand representation is 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 that this is what we're about and right now this is coming off as for them inauthentic and, and, and i guess i would say you know like i could go tomorrow and decide i want to open a ramen shop but i would study how it's done properly i would learn the right way um if you look at ivan ramen ivan ramen is the only gaijin or person not from japan 
who has the full blessing of the ramen masters in Japan because he put that dedication in. He didn't just like, oh, here's some hot soup made from boiling bones and, and root vegetables, and I threw noodles and meat on top and called it ramen because that's not what ramen is. It's, it's different, you know. Even the shit that we get in the little plastic bag we call ramen, that ain't it, bro. Like when you get real ramen, you know the difference. Whole oh, bra is special, right? So, like, um, yeah, just if you, if you want to start something, it's not saying you can't. Yeah. We live in a world where globalization is dope and and enjoying other cultures and learning other cultures is making us better people. I think that's what amazes me. But fucking learn it, bro. I think that's what amazes me is there's so much information out there and resources. To do it correctly. But nobody wants to take the time to, yeah, be a little bit more... Sl- you have so much information out there is is that you shouldn't be just rushing to just because you want to get it done to just get it done be more deliberative do your homework and then ask the right people questions if you know the thing is 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 that there's a lot of not listen it's like why bother hiring an attorney an accountant or a marketing it's like you're not not gonna listen listen to to the true guy story yeah all right, gang, so this has been the Solid Podcast. I'm your host, Doc Rock. You can find me all over the interwebs at D-O-C-R-O-C-K. Of course, you can hit the broadcast at S-O-L-I-D.F-M, Solid FM. Uh, this, I would say subscribe to it on uh, iTunes is the best way to get it when it comes out. I am so trying to get more regular at this, but uh, yeah. Drink produce. Yeah. Drink pro juice? Prune juice. You said more regular. Not that kind yeah. of regular, Ryan. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Ryan, so much for this. Um, you know, we love comments. We love feedback. Um, to my Kanakamoli, if I said anything wrong, correct me. I'm down. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I don't I can't be corrected. You know, if anything we said you thought was right, wrong, and different, just want to feed it back. Throw it, so you know. I, I That's how I learn. I agree with Doc is is that I would love to actually have a native Hawaiian perspective to articulate the outrage, the frustration. Because as Doc and I said, we're not. And the only part that you got from me is just the legally yes, some of you may be the boring part and stuff like that. But that's that's just one frame of, of that's one mindset about this whole conversation. But as we've experienced, there's a whole lot more to it. So yeah. I would love to see a part two and kind of get about... I would like... One of the things I would like to explore and say a second part is sort of the understanding how... One thing that's really, really bad about English in general is we don't have as many cultural words as we probably should, right? So, like, we have words for things that are just a thing, right? But it's not necessarily built off of culture because we're an amalgamation of culture right so we have a tendency not to know deep rooted words oh i just said it it's no biggie yeah it's big bro in foreign languages a lot of words are cultural as hell and you just don't throw them like making fun of arigato arigato doesn't even mean thank you bro it doesn't mean thank you at all it means i am in your oblige because they stole it from the Portuguese, obrigado. Well, I'm going to just leave on the note. I think it's it's very funny with it's sushi is, is that right? Came from Japan. It was an it thing. 
And of course, we Amer- made the California roll, and then the California roll went back to Japan. And right, so yeah, so, it can be a be- it can yeah. be approved one, it can be a better da- idea, but it depends on how it's adopted yeah. and how it's respected, you know. And yeah, so like if it's done correctly, all of this works. But if it's done from an asshole position, none of this works. And we and the whole reason why I do this is so that I can get better. And I hope by my getting better, Ryan gets better and you guys get better. That's the only reason why the Solid Podcast exists is so that we can all do better when we all do better. Bye. Gangster. Thanks, Ryan. Love you. Thank you. <laughs>